Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. Dylan and newly assigned full-time member of the show, Nick Fleming. I, I mean, Christian, welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> so we'd like to congratulate Christian for his hard work so we reach a new era of the show. Brand new format and feel for the show. We're going to get into WWE's payback event and all the breaking news from this week as we still deal with the loss of Bray Wyatt. Dylan is going to start with everything WWE-related, so would you like to get into it? Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive into some Raw results real quick. Um, Raw and SmackDown, obviously the go-home shows for Payback, um, so just kind of furthering, tying up those loose ends for the storylines going into the show. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about Raw real quick. Damian Priest defeats Sami Zayn in singles action. Uh, Priest and Balor uh, are scheduled to face Owens and Zayn at Payback. Hence why this one-on-one's happening. The Miz comes out imp- imp- um, dressed up as L.A. Knight, uh, cuts a promo just like him. I've said this numerous times, guys. I love the fact that these two got a program together um, mm. because it just fits, right? L.A. Knight versus The Miz. It just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the Viking Raiders defeat the New Day in tag action, and Chad Gable defeats Ludwig Kaiser via disqualification after interference from Giovanni Vinci. Um, we know, I believe it's tomorrow night on Raw, um, Mm -hmm. that Gable will be facing Walter for the Intercontinental title. A lot of rumors swirling who might win that match, but we could talk about that a little later. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura attacks Seth Rollins once again. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, uh, because the camera didn't really, like, cut on it, but during Seth Rollins' promo, did you notice the side plates on his World Heavyweight title? Yep. Um, so, yeah, the, the wrestling world's still feeling the loss of Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. Uh, Rollins, with a nice tribute, put the Fiend side plates on his title. I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa was in singles action against Bronson Reed and picked up the victory. And then Raquel Rodriguez got uh, the upper hand on Rhea Ripley going into payback. On to SmackDown, Solo Sokoa defeats AJ Styles via pinfall. Uh, very good match. Very competitive match between the two. Styles can wrestle practically anybody. Um, and Solo really, really becoming a big star in WWE. Uh, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller defeat the LWO. Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar in tag action. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens um, had a bit of an interaction with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Um, maybe teasing something in the future. Uh, L.A. Knight and The Miz got in a physical altercation. Um, I be- Was this the first time they've gotten physical during this program? Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so um, they've mostly just been doing promo battles, which have been a lot of fun. Uh, first time we see them get physical. Shotzi Blackheart now being billed as Shotzi Blackheart. Really? Uh, that's what it says in front of me, at least. I don't know if they said it on SmackDown, but I know she's put it on social media. I believe nice. Triple H has acknowledged her. Um, I don't think she was announced as Shotzi Blackheart. I think she was just announced as Shotzi. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. If, if, if they say it, it's coming. Yep. Um, but yeah, Shotzi uh, defeats Bailey in singles action after interference from Charlotte. I believe on this coming SmackDown, they're going to do Shotzi and Charlotte versus Damage Control, uh, EO and Bailey. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know what Charlotte has to do with this story, but I, I don't care 
it's it's leading to EO and Charlotte at Fastlane. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's that's where this is going. Charlotte's still in the title picture. We'll probably get Shotzi and Bailey one on one again. Um, Fine. Yeah, probably not at the pay per view though, but just a little bit down the road. Um, I do want to talk about some stuff because there was an appearance um, on SmackDown this past Friday, and this actually ties in to my WWE news story. Uh, John Cena appeared on SmackDown. Uh, he had an interaction with Jimmy Uso, uh, which resulted in Jimmy Uso taking an AA from John Cena. Um, and it's being reported that with the ongoing writer strike going on in Hollywood, all of Cena's projects have been kind of put on hold. And Cena is going to be at every single SmackDown for the next couple weeks. So this is my news story this week. Um, John Cena is going to be around WWE for the foreseeable future. Like I said, he's uh, advertised for seven consecutive uh, SmackDowns, not counting this past Friday. Um, And then it was also announced after SmackDown that he was going to be hosting Payback. So we'll get into that in a little bit and what he did there. But with the brief interaction that Cena had with Jimmy Uso, um, and we'll talk about some of the stuff that he did at Payback. Um, but with all that in mind, is Cena just going to pop up and have like a talking role? We know he's going to be at the India show, and I believe he's tagging with Seth Rollins. Yes. Uh, but that show is not televised. This is basically just like a live event that they're doing. Um, but do you see Cena working, possibly working Fastlane? Um, I don't know. It, it says he's advertised for every SmackDown up until October 27th. Fastlane being October 7th, Falls in that two-month window. Do you see Cena competing anytime soon on TV? And if so, will it be with Jimmy Uso? Will it be with someone else? What do you guys think Cena does for the next eight weeks? Well, I, I do think that um, there could be something that came out of Payback that he could do, so I'm not going to say that just yet. But, mm-hmm. uh, dude, I, as a fan that's going to the show, oh, dude, I, I really want to see him wrestle. Dude, I, I yeah. do. Dude, that pop for him is going to be insane. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, dude, I, I would love to see another match because we don't know how many more that we're going to see from him. So we just got to, you know, cherish everyone that he gets. So whatever he does, yeah. I think it's going to be more what he's coming out of payback than it is like a Jimmy Uso. Um, also, it could be Grayson Waller. So we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. Christian? Well, the thing you said about the whole tagging with Seth Rollins catches my eye. Because they're tagging against Imperium, and it's been mm-hmm. for years now. The only title Cena has never captured is the IC title. But he's on SmackDown, Walter's on Raw. So before I realized that for a while, uh, he's he's going to do something with Walter. I got a feeling he's going to go after that title. Mm-hmm. SmackDown, the, the, the possibilities are endless. We're going to talk about what happened at Payback. Mm-hmm. But his interaction with Jimmy Uso catches my eye because there's a lot of question and speculation on, well, is Jimmy back in the bloodline? Is he out? You know, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a one-off at Fastlane probably, I would say. I think they're going to have yeah. reactions leading up. But I don't think any of us are complaining. It's John Cena. I'm, I'm not complaining about seeing him back a wrestling role or a talking role because he's entertaining play. Right. Another interesting thing about Cena is I believe they did like some online only segment. That's how they announced he was going to be hosting Payback, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I guess he mentioned something either in that segment or maybe in an interview more recently. I'm not quite sure, but he says his last match is coming. He says it soon. Like he can see the end of the tunnel. So like Kyle said, if, if he has a match at fast lane, possibly against Jimmy Uso, like you said, uh, awesome. The only thing about him facing Walter, look, I get that Cena's never won the IC title. Um, and no disrespect to my fine city of Indianapolis and the Gamebridge Arena. Cena winning his first IC title, that should be possibly like a WrestleMania thing. Um, because it would be considered a big deal because it's the only title that Cena's never won. Um, I don't even think Cena's considered a Grand Slam champion, right? No. No. Because you need the yeah, you need the IC title. So that's a no. and the way WWE has been advertising Grand Slam champions a little more recently. Um, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they try and do that, possibly out of WrestleMania or maybe even like a Royal Rumble, something where Cena can get the belt and drop the belt fairly quickly. Because uh, obviously he's not going to be around a long time. I don't want Walter, as much as I think the match would be good, I don't want Walter to drop his title to Cena, who's only going to be around for a number of weeks. If he's going to drop it to someone, it's going to be someone who can also do similar things that Walter has done with that title and make it super relevant. And he's going to be around every week and he's going to defend it for four, five, six months. That's what I think should happen. And all signs are pointing that that could possibly be Chad Gable. But like you guys said, Cena's around. That's never a bad thing. Yeah. No. It's, it's just going to you know raise ratings and get more uh, people in the seats at these events. But uh, we're going to go to AEW now. Uh, Christian, what do you got for us? Well, first off, before I start AEW, I just want to say I'm very appreciative of this full-time role. So I thank you guys. Mm-hmm. But on AEW, I've only got a couple results because this was also their go-home week for their second pay-per-view in two weeks. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah, that we're all watching right now, but go on. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm watching uh, uh, Unforgiven 2006. I'm watching LSU and Florida State. But um, yep. So let's shed some light on a title we've been very hypocritical about for a while now. Let's talk about the AEW International title held by <laughs> Orange Cassidy. So there was a little tournament this week on Dynamite. The four Nate, well, it wasn't really a tournament. It was more so to decide who's going to fight for the title at All Out. And it was between four people. So first match was John Moxley versus Commander. A pretty physical match. Commander wasn't winning this from the start. John Moxley picks up the win there. In the main event for the international title, we've seen Orange Cassidy versus Penta L Zero, with Orange Cassidy retaining in his what thirty second consecutive title defense. Somebody, yeah, give me that. something so like that. Happening probably right now. Actually, John Moxley will face Orange Cassidy for the international title. Now, I in wonder- the main event, in the main event of the show, I thought uh, Starks and Danielson was main eventing. No, well, unless they changed it, it was announced on Dynamite that that match is main event. Mm-hmm. Well, the strap match was supposed to be main event. But anyways, well, I brought this. Well, that was with with you know who, which was vacant. Oh, yeah. okay. vacant. <laughs> yeah, with uh, old oh, Philly chick, boy, chick magnet. Yeah, but I because me and Kyle have been going back and forth all week. Now, these are two of Tony Khan's most trusted guys. 
all three of us can see that from a million miles away. He loves Orange Cassidy. He loves John Moxley. Yep. I think Cassidy's going to win. Kyle thinks Moxley's going to win. Look, this title, it's really belonged to Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. They want you about the lack of storytelling, lack of build for anything. The dude is a workhorse, and he can go in the ring. I get it. John Moxley is the kind of emergency break the glass in case of emergency guy. But I just can't see Orange Cassidy after all these losing to Moxley at all out, especially a week after all in where he looked fantastic actually. Mm-hmm. And he picked a win at all in for his team. So I wouldn't see a world where he has all this momentum going into all out just to lose it to a guy that just qualified to face him there. Who's he lose it to then? I think well, that's the issue you run into is if it's not Mox, who is it? But Mox, he is a world title guy. Orange Cassidy, I, I couldn't. I don't think it'd feel right having John Moxley, who's what a three-time AEW World Champion now, mm-hmm. this, holding a belt that is kind of frowned upon in the professional world because. Like I said, there's no build to it ever. It's all just thrown together matches. Now, if there was a story to this, and it wasn't just four guys competing in a tournament, and then those two guys would face off, I would say, yes, Moxley would win. But since there's really no true build to this, Orange Cassie is going to retain Well, the, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club and the best friends have been feuding for about a month or two. I mean, it hasn't been a great build, but it has been something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there there was the <clears throat> parking lot brawl. There was a couple of interactions. There's obviously the match at all in. So, there has been somewhat of a few going on. Just not with I these think, two specifically. Yeah, exa- exactly. So, I, I do think that um, Mox would bring a little bit more prestige to that title. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to shoot Orange Gassy to the world title scene. I don't think they do. I think they maybe put them in the TNT title scene. Um, but I, I think you need to add some prestige on the Blackpool Combat Club and have a, and have Moxley win that title. Well, on the flip of that, if Orange Cassidy beats John Moxley, that also kind of legitimizes Orange Cassidy. That whenever he does drop the belt, you could see him targeting a TNT title or like even being maybe not winning, but like competing or contending for the world title or at least involved in the picture somewhere. Um, A win over a guy like Mox does that. A win for Mox legitimizes the title a little more, I think. So I don't think you have a losing issue here. I think it's a win-win either way. Moxley doesn't need it. He doesn't. You're right. But... Maybe maybe that title needs Moxley, if that makes sense. It does, but I think a win elevates him more than a win compared to if Moxley won. Because the Moxley win, it's not like it's going to elevate him alone. Yeah. Because he's still John Moxley. Like I said, he's the guy that, if everything all goes wrong, put the world title on him. Mm Mm-hmm. You're also talking about a guy who puts his hands in his pockets for his character. So, I mean, we need to, <laughs> we need to, you know, settle down about, you know, Mr. Work Ray Orange Cassie here. I, I give him credit. Like, he's done. You know, he's had the 30 matches, and, you know, that's awesome. But uh, he's been great lately. You got to admit. I'm, I, 
I mean, he, he's a good wrestler. His character work, it's probably top five worst in the whole world. He did world cut now. a very cringy promo. I oh, dude, that say. was awful. That was, Christian, did yeah. you see that? Yes, I did see it. That was very oh. But his to me, his character doesn't need to cut promos. He can no. get away with it the way he works that character. Give so, him a mouthpiece. I don't even think he needs a mouthpiece. I think it just works. I don't know what Kyle hates it so much for. It, it, to me, it's not a world title gimmick. Um, no. It's not, it's not okay, a main event character. Okay, before but... we move on, ex- explain what the character is. He's just supposed to be this like cool, nonchalant guy, and he can still win. It, I don't. I don't think it's really that. I think it's just that calm, cool, and collected all the time. He's this mysterious guy that really nobody knows a ton about. Nobody knows what his lifestyle. We knew, is. We knew about him in the Indies. He's just there. He, so, okay, but, so a guy who's there should beat John Moxley. <laughs> See, that's my that that's my point. But, well, that's not the point I was making. See, my point is, <laughs> if he beats John Moxley. Then you get everybody talking like, oh, this international champion just beat a top three guy in Tony Khan's eyes in the company. Fair. We should start- Unfortunately, no matter who wins, the, uh, the moment or the talking point is going to be uh, someone who's not in the company anymore. So honestly, it doesn't matter if Mox wins or Cassidy wins. Yeah. The talking point is going to be about someone else. So uh, Christian, go ahead on that. All right. Let's... So we. I think we can all agree with that, right? It doesn't yeah. matter who wins. This is the yeah, yeah. talking boy coming out of all out. Yep. This is of what we're here for, but boy. So this was a guy that was when he signed with the company three years ago or four years ago now. I think he was supposed to be the guy that took over the pro wrestling world and went over the hump of their little brother WWE his name is CM Punk now you guys can sit and say what you want he elevated AEW a little bit oh yeah oh yeah but as we know with CM Punk comes a lot of controversy everywhere he goes having WWE having at AEW Last year, we had the brawl out. (laughs) This past week, it was announced CM Punk's contract has been terminated by Tony Khan. This comes after the whole Jungle Boy Jack Perry incident, which we discussed last week. And it's also being reported that this is something that has been brewing for a while due to Punk's backstage antics, the continuous talk about the brawl out. And really just him being immature about everything backstage. This is unfortunate because not only is Punk no longer going to be a wrestler on the roster, this changes things for the creative side of collision. We have mentioned for multiple weeks how we know he has creative control. So now everything has to be rewritten and AEW collision probably won't be that good anymore because... No matter what you think about the guy, he's got a good wrestling mind. He can put stuff together. He's just a jerk. That is the problem we face. I've been saying it for a while. Punk just needs to retire from wrestling. Hopefully this is the last we see him. And look, I like CM Punk as much as the next guy as far as wrestler goes. But he is the biggest pro wrestling cancer in the world. I mean, right now he is. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no other way to put it. I mean, this is a guy who definitely did elevate AEW, and 
not just even the wrestling sense, but, you know, merch sales. Yeah. A lot of people came to the shows to see CM Punk. We saw a Collision last night was hijacked by CM Punk fans. Now All Out's being hijacked by CM Punk fans. So it's a very – so here's the thing. I, I do think Tony Khan needed to do it. I, I think he yes. needs to show his locker room that he's the leader. We're going to get him out of there. We're going to start fresh. But I do think that the damage has already been done. So I, people are already going to look at Tony Khan sideways just because of what has already transpired. But, um, no, I mean, they're going to be fine. Um, when Will Ospreay becomes free agent, I do think he goes to AEW. So Will Ospreay is going to be one of their next guys. Um, he's not going to draw like CM Punk, but, you know, maybe there is a place for CM Punk in WWE one day. Who knows? He's also but, not uh, going to fight wrestlers backstage. Yeah, he's not going to fight wrestlers. So, um, I, yeah. I mean, he's a better wrestler Punk? than CM Punk. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. Really gets me the one point I mentioned. Everything has to be rewritten now. Yeah. So I think Collision is obvious. I think Dynamite's going to be fine. Rampage, I mean, it's not good, but the writing will stay the same because he appeared on Rampage but once since he came back. And he and, debuted on Rampage. No, yeah. I'm saying since he came back from the brawl out. Oh, oh okay. I don't I'm even not know even. If he has, no, but. he hasn't appeared on Rampage. He's appeared on Dynamite once. I thought he. I thought he had one. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. He did appear on Dynamite. To attack someone, I believe, or, or got involved with something, him and FTR. But he wasn't big on those two shows, but he was featured every single night on Collision since it aired. He was in main event, yeah. there, and he had been on every Collision since. Now, we know we know how far Wrestling Creative plans out their shows. Like, if you go WWE... <laughs> well, well, if Vince. you're Vince... Honestly, <laughs> Okay, yes. you go WWE at least Monday. WrestleMania probably already planned out. I mean, he probably has an idea. He's probably got the superstars that are going to be there. So, how depending on how far out Tony Khan has this planned, Collision's going to be shaky for a while, just because now he's got to unscramble everything. Well, the I think the easiest thing to do is just put the title on Ricky Starks and just let him kind of dominate, you know, and put him in the CM Punk role. I say you drop that stupid real world title. Just, uh, it's I mean, hundred percent, but yeah, it's over with. It, I, it really is. If you want that show to have its own world title, like WWE has two separate world titles for two separate shows, just come up with something different. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe elevate the TNT title a little more. And that's, make it feel "quote unquote" main event worthy, even though you still have the one no, world title. That, that's that's buried. That TNT title is buried <laughs> in the ground, well, brother. <laughs> let me let me go against you for a second, Kyle. Remember, before I know we're talking different companies, different creative teams, all that good stuff. Before Triple H took over, what was the U.S. title? Fair. Uh, I, I would say very um, prominent. Or Triple H? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, you kidding? <laughs> okay. I, I see that. important title. Okay. <laughs> well, when Triple H took over, look at the names that held it. Theory, say what you want. Lashley, say what you want. And Seth Rollins. Now, I get it when it was on Seth. It was Seth Rollins, so it would be prestigious either way. But that was main eventing Raws. And it was because Roman was on the break at the time. 
that was main eventing Raws, and the U.S. title was the focal point of Monday Night Raw for a while before. Well, yeah, so, but remember, we're also talking about, you know, Tony Khan's going to say the same. I mean, we're on the WWE side, you go from two different bookers. This is still Tony Khan. This is still the same guy who buried the TNT title. So, right. And I'm not saying it can't be done, but I, I think it's going to take probably a new writing team to get it out. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, maybe. Dylan, what do you think on it? I mean,. This this doesn't come as any surprise, Punk being let go from the company. A lot of people said it should have happened after All Out last year. Um, I'm all for giving a dude a second chance. Um, and Punk, for, for all of his faults, he draws, right? He has a legion of fans that will pay Big buku man. bucks for every T-shirt that he has, and they will chant his name at every show they go to. Yep. He's, he's a popular guy, and I get that. Um, so they, they brought him back. And first off, I want to give a little response to everyone who's throwing a bitch fit that Jungle Boy wasn't let go. Dude, they're like, I've been they're like, why or... would why would you let Punk go and not Jungle Boy? <laughs> Jungle Boy was in. The, it takes two to fight. First time offender versus like dozens. Who who who's getting the worst end? Jungle Boy was still suspended, and he is suspended. Um, but there has been no timeline that I've seen of when he's coming back. So he's being punished for his role. But they're not even comparable, bro. Punk has been this egotistical hothead since he got to AEW two years ago. He has not changed. Um, I, I just i i don't I don't get it. I don't get his issue. I hope he gets it fixed out. There have been a lot of rumors swirling in the last day that maybe that meeting with Triple H, maybe they smoothed some stuff over. Maybe he will come back in a part time capacity, like Edge has. I mean, we'll we'll see. I think if anyone can write Triple H or write CM Punk well, it is Triple H. But also, Punk's got to check his ego at the fucking door. Like it's, it's that simple. I get being a pro wrestler. You already have a pretty massive ego to think that you can do that yeah. to begin with. Wrestle on national TV and be the best in the world and whatever. So it takes a pretty big <laughs> ego to do that. But I, I, I don't know, man. I think Punk just lives the best in the world gimmick, and he just thinks he's better than everyone, man. I, I don't know. Well, I hope, yeah. he, hope he gets it worked out. Well, your point on I, I actually highly, highly disagree with you. What? Because when, when the stories came out a little bit after Punk's final release WWE, everybody thought most of his issues with Vince. It wasn't with Vince. He had more issues with Triple H. And that was when they were both wrestlers in the company. So I don't think Punk would go to the guy to work with when he had issues with him as a wrestler and now to go work with him as a head of creative. I'm saying that maybe Triple H goes to CM Punk. Yeah. Punk Punk is a kind of guy that if that happened to him, he would view that in the highest of light. Him and Triple H, like you could consider beef squash because – you know, Punk claims he never does anything wrong. If people apologize to him or come to him, it seems like yeah. all all is all is good. Uh, Triple H doesn't feel as money hungry as Vince, but Triple H also knows how to write a wrestling product, and <laughs> fans want to see CM Punk. Yeah. And Triple H has shown that, despite popular belief, he will do what the fans want him to do, or at least try. Um. So that's why I'm saying don't rule out the WWE thing. But in all honesty, Punk doesn't need to wrestle ever again. 
He really doesn't. Dude, he's a made man. He's considered one of the best in-ring talents. Um, not today, but, you know, of his generation. Um, he is credited for the big indie boom. Him and Cabana and Chris Hero. Um, you know, when the internet started taking off in the 2000s and everything. So, like, Punk's a made man. He's a legend. He doesn't need to show up again. And honestly, I don't think he should. Just just leave him just leave him in his loft in Chicago somewhere with his fang tooth dog and just leave him be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see CM Punk. I love the guy, all time favorite wrestler. I don't need to see him anymore. I'll be honest. Nope. All right. So we're gonna move on. So just so you guys can get a feel of what I'll be doing for the segment, it'll basically be my choice of any semi major promotion and let you guys in on what is going on, plus any news that did not make it to the mainstream fans. So without further ado, let's get into the first edition, starting with the NWA. It was a massive week for them as they celebrated their 75th anniversary show last weekend at the Chase Ballroom in St. Louis, Missouri. Maxine Paler beat Kenzie Page to win the NWA World Women's TV title. Colby Carino beat Carrie Morton to win the NWA World Junior Heavyweight title. Pretty empowered win the NWA World Tag Team titles against Maddie Rankowski and Misa Kate. EC3 beat Tyrus to win the NWA World's title in a bull rope match. So Tyrus is forced to retire. In the result that shocked the pro wrestling world on night two, Kenzie Page upset Camille to win the NWA World Women's title after Camille kept that title for over 800 days. Um, as you guys know on the show, I've been very high on Kenzie Page and all of the Pretty Empowered Stable. Kind of mm-hmm. remind me of a current day beautiful people in a way. Yep. So this felt like a turning point for the company. Just a lot of new faces as champions. So, you know, as they journey into their next era, maybe they'll get more eyes on the product. I'm really hoping so. I read a report that they're going to have all new production and stuff like that. Um, so I, I'm really excited. I'm going to keep my eye on the NWA, but uh, Christian, what do you uh, think about these results in NWA as a whole? Yeah, I've, I've heard and seen a little bit about NWA. most knowledge on it, but I know a few names. Uh, Tyrus, I remember him as Brodus Clay from WWE. He never was exactly a top, top wrestler in the whole world, but I get why he was world champion and the person he lost to, I think, was the right one. I didn't think, yeah. or I didn't know he was going to be forced to retire after the match. I had heard about the stipulation, how it was bull rope, but I'd never seen anywhere that he would have to retire if he lost. So when I seen the news, I was kind of puzzled. But I read a little bit into Tyrus, and apparently he's been planning his retirement for a while. And he actually went to the creative team and told them, you know, hey, I want this to be my last match. Take the belt off me. Because the original plan was actually for him to win. But he went to them and said, you know, take this off me. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And they did. But Kenzie Page, I've heard you talk about her. I've seen a little bit of her stuff on Twitter. He's talented. He is very talented. And I heard the thing about the beautiful people. And Mm -hmm. it got me hooked and invested. Because remember, we did that gimmick bracket not too long ago. That They made the finals made the finals because it lost to a Orton. Yeah. So that shows how much we love that gimmick. And this one won't be the same because nothing's going to be exactly like the beautiful people, but it's going to be copy and paste. So 
we're all going to say, oh, they're just copying, but I'm sure it's still going to be very entertaining. So definitely check out NWA. They're one of those promotions that walk the fine line of wanting to be an indies company, but wanting to be a major pro wrestling company. Maybe with a new writing team, they could journey into a lower tier major company instead of a big indies company. Because a lot of promotions walk that fine line. They're either a major indies or they're a lower tiered major wrestling promotion just without the viewers and the eyes. So maybe with a writing team, hey, they get more eyes on the product. Maybe it's something we tune into every week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do like the NWA because they have kind of a mix of styles between, you know, the strong style, the old school wrestling, and then you do get some of the, uh, of the you know, this day stuff. But uh, Dylan, go ahead. Yeah, it doesn't shock me, by the way, that the first time we do this, the promotion you pick right out of the gate is NWA. Um, Kyle has been singing NWA's praise for quite some time. Um, Very, very legendary promotion that was one of the biggest in the world 40-some years ago um, and have fallen off. But Kyle's been telling me, he's been telling Christian, he's been telling anyone that'll listen, that they're coming back that they have a lot of good stuff there. They just don't have the viewership. They just don't have the TV deal. If you just get more eyes on this product that they're going to take off. Um, With that, I have tuned in a little bit, tried to keep up with as much as I can. Um, I can reiterate, there's a lot of good stuff going on in NWA. I think there's just not enough eyes on it. Um, I said this when we actually launched the show, I said the same thing about impact and now impacts kind of, you know, doing some iffy stuff with some former stars, but I still think they have a very, very talented roster and people should check them out more as well. Yeah. I mean, um, think about impact. They're still getting probably still the best get- viewership they have in years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're still getting, it's just, it's just a lot of the creative stuff. That's just, yeah. you know, wrestling fans being nitpicky, but they are getting great ratings and in large part it's because they're bringing back these very recognizable names, Tommy yep. dreamer, bully Ray on and on. Um, so we may hate it, as like hardcore wrestling fans, because they have such a good roster, but like, it makes sense. NWA isn't really doing a lot of that. You know, they're, they're a legacy brand that has a lot of young talent, has a lot of good talent. Mm -hmm. And I think they just need more eyes on the product. So uh, shout out to Kyle for trying to promote them as much as possible. Um, But yeah, Misa Kate, um, absolutely love her. I wasn't super crazy about Tyrus, um, but I, he, he, he did a lot of really good stuff with NWA, um, much more than he ever did in WWE and wherever else. So, so shout out to him for kind of reinventing himself and, and, and moving forward. But yeah, yeah. it's well, a promotion that's, that's living off of legacy right now, but they have a lot of good stuff coming, I think. Well, really quick on the WWE thing with Tyrus, kind of hard to be taken seriously when you're a <laughs> disco dancing dinosaur. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah so go check out, go check out the NWA. They got some really good stuff. Also, with Impact, I was looking at uh, Bound for Glory tickets. They sold out literally, dude, in like an hour. Good, good. So, good. so yep. So, uh, I mean, guess it's bad for me, but uh, good for everyone else who's going. I'll keep an eye, <laughs> maybe if anyone's selling their ticket. But <laughs> we're going to uh, segue to the uh, Indies this week. Uh, this obviously has not changed, but uh, are you guys ready to uh, get into it? Yeah. So this week I'll be highlighting WrestleMurka based out of Forsyth, Georgia. Talking about some of the action starting with Dominic Stuckey beating Hunter James by a roll-up pin. Jacob Johnson beat Luca Daniels with a big power slam. Mike Payne beat Bob Smith in singles action. As Fry Daddy 
beat Javier Reyes to win the WrestleMerica title. A very physical contest that had great pace to cap off great night wrestling. My MVP goes to Javier Reyes. Um, he just looks like a big star. And once he pieces everything together, you will hear his name on an even bigger stage one day. So go check out WrestleMerica on YouTube. Awesome stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can give them a like and a follow. And if there's any wrestler or promotion that you would like Kyle to do a deep dive on for one week's episode, please send us your suggestions. With the new format that we're loading out, one of the things that we all unanimously said that should not change is this segment. Um, Kyle doing this indie segment every week has brought this show – a lot of good fortune. We've been fortunate to have a lot of cool guests on the show in large part because of his shout outs and because of his coverage. So um, I'm very, very happy that with all the cool changes that we have going, that this one remains unchanged. Yep. This is not uh, going anywhere, but something that did change it is now time for a new segment called star spotlight, where each of us will highlight a wrestler of any promotion that impressed you this week. And you want people to look into start watching their stuff so uh dylan why don't you uh get into it all right so this is a pretty big name uh but it's someone who up until the last couple weeks hasn't been featured on tv a ton really in the last couple years but he's been doing a lot of cool stuff on social media uh he picked up a big win um on tv this week and it is none other than tomaso champa um one of the reasons why i'm spotlighting champa is mostly due to the stuff he's doing on social media. He cut a really cool vignette a couple weeks ago that we highlighted, and he threw in a little line about doing it yourself, a little DIY tease. Um, And then this week picked up a big one on Bronson Reed. But what he's been doing on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that is he's been placing missing flyers all around Orlando um, looking for Johnny Gargano. Um, And with all the reports swirling that DIY is getting back together um, whenever Johnny is, is – is he dealing with an injury or? or yeah, like... yeah, yeah. He he was so it must be just a little bit more severe than. Yeah, so I haven't read any timetable on Johnny's return, uh, but Tommaso hasn't forgotten him. He actually put out a uh, a hotline number that you can <laughs> keep in contact with the status of Johnny Gargano, um, and I'll give that number right now. He put it on his Twitter page. It looks like it's eight six six eight one seven two three one zero. So if you have uh, any info on the whereabouts of Johnny Gargano, Tomasa Ciampa would like to know. Um, but in all seriousness, based on the vignette that they did a couple weeks ago and now picking up a, a big win against uh, a formidable opponent like Bronson Reed, I think WWE, specifically Triple H, have big plans for Tommaso down the road. And they're just working to build him back up and getting him involved creatively. Um Dude's a hell of a wrestler. Christian, you'll see all the black and gold stuff that made me fall in love with the guy. I'm not as crazy of a fan as a lot of people are, but I have been. I enjoy what he does in the ring. Um, I enjoy his character work, and I think he's someone that is primed for a bigger role on Monday Night Raw very soon, especially when Johnny comes back. Yeah, absolutely. So Tommaso is Dylan's first, and who is Christian's first this week? So I'm also going to go a big name, and yes, this is a na- this is a name in the biggest story of professional wrestling. All right, so I want to dive into Solo Sokoa. This is a guy who I have said for a while is ready. He has been in WWE since last September, actually, when he made mm-hmm. it to the castle. 
This past Friday night on SmackDown, as Dylan mentioned, he picked up a over AJ Styles, who is one of pro wrestling's greatest names ever. This guy continues to prove that he is the force of the bloodline, and I think it is not not too far away until he gets championship gold. Maybe not by the end of 2022, but in 2023, I expect some gold around his waist, and in the future, he will definitely make for a good world champion. Please continue to dive into Solo Sokoa, and please put him on TV more. This guy has a great move set, and for a guy his size, he can really move. He really does remind me of a uh, current day Umaga, who yeah, hundred percent, yep. But he adapted the Samoan Spike from him, and I think he is a top three big man in the world today. Wow, he he's definitely got the potential to be. That's I mean, this dude's really really good. So keep your uh-huh. eye on Solo Sokoa. I like that. I like the high praise at the end of the spotlight. But um, mine is going to go to Impacts. Alicia Edwards. This week, Alicia won a 10-woman over-the-top row battle royal to become number one contender for the knockouts title, beating names like Macha, Killer Kelly, and more. I have thought for a while that Alicia was underrated. Pretty clean worker has improved, especially in the last two years. I think she has a very in-your-face style, which she adapted from in Eddie Edwards. Uh, her heel work right now is probably some of the best that she's ever done. Uh, I know I loved her stuff when, you know, Eddie and Timmy Callahan were feuding and, you know, he was turning into more of like a badass baby face. Um, and I do understand that she is absolutely not beating Trinity, but this is an opportunity that has been long overdue. So Alicia Edwards uh, gets my uh, first inaugural spot, large star spotlight. So uh, shout out to Alicia Edwards, but um are you guys ready to move on? Yep. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of uh, talking to do here. So, all right, everyone, it's now time for WWE Payback Review. As always, we will talk about every match, give it a grade at the end. I think we can all agree that this was not the best-built show of the year, but let's see if it exceeded our expectations with TJR <laughs> Wrestling, giving the event a 7.5 out of 10. Hmm. So, uh, are you uh, guys ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. The opener, Becky Lynch taking on Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. Trish called Becky Lynch the best of her generation. Yeah, okay, Trish. However, I do think that (laughs) this actually had a big fight feel. Um, Trish trying to escape the cage tree of suplexes by the baby face, but Trish turns the tide with throwing Becky headfirst into the steel, using the cage railing often. I loved it. Spine. Spinebuster for a near fall, continuing to drive her face first in the cage. Love the heel work by Trish early. Becky turns it around, lifting Trish and tossing her against a steel structure. The reversal into the senton, really cool spot. These two just slugging on each other. Trish takes a nasty bump into the steel, and they're just living on the outside of the ring by the cage. Becky drives Trish skull first 12 times. Uh, followed that by the leg drop. These two continue the slug uh, on the top turnbuckle. Trish tries to escape. Becky delivers a powerbomb for a two count. Uh, I really like the Widow's Peak by Trish. And my goodness, dude, her core strength is unreal. Also, Michael Cole saying the callback to Victoria uh, was awesome. Twist the fate by Becky for a near fall. Stress faction for another two count. That took so much balance for Trish to do off the second rope like that. These two are on the top rope. Bulldog for another near fall. These two battle on top of the cage, superplex from the top. Here comes Zoe Stark, tries to drag Trish out. Becky uh, gets the cage door 
uh, on her face. Uh, manhandle slam, but broken up by Zoe. Trish tries to escape again. Uh, Becky hits the manhandle slam. One, two, three. And Becky Lynch wins the match. Uh, listen, I've been very critical of this feud, including Becky Lynch specifically. And I think we can all agree that you know she is not the perfect wrestler. She might not have been perfect in this match. But that's not important because this match was really good. Yeah. I thought this was Becky's best match since her Mania match with Bianca. Hot take. I think this was better than her match with Bianca at WrestleMania. Um, Trish also. Dude, can we give some credit to Trish Stratus? Oh, my goodness, dude. No botch. Super crisp. And, man, she sold every move. She was also really... I don't, I don't even know, like on the ropes, she was very careful, you know, go climbing, you know, on the structure. She was really clean. So big shout out. Uh, also big spotlight for Zoe. Um, if you guys noticed after the match, uh, Trish slapped Zoe uh, at the end. And then uh, Stratus ate the, what is it? The E360 or whatever she called it. Something like that. Yeah. Um, whatever it's called. Um, wh- what'd you say? It's the Z360. Z360. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the match itself, however, a lot of high-intensity spots, near falls. They used the cage a lot. They told a great story. I love the callback from the first woman's steel cage match. This went 20 well-deserved minutes as these two went to war. Um, I did, you know, I was not excited about this match, but I did say this was going to be their best one, and it was far and away their best one. So, uh, Dylan, what do you think of the match? Yeah, I mean, if it was going to be their last one, it had to be their best one. Um, yeah. This was the match on the card that I was the least looking forward to. No disrespect to Trish. She's a legend. No disrespect to Becky. Um, you can argue she's one of the bigger names of the modern women's uh, division in WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But this, build, like, this feud went on for way too long. Oh, um, yeah, it went on for way too long. They should have killed it before they did. Um, that being said, this match was a banger. This was how you kick off a show. Um, I like that they started with the steel cage match. I kind of wasn't expecting that. I was expecting some sort of scenic uh, segment at the beginning since he was announced as the host. Um, that actually happened later. But, um, yeah, this was this was the way to do it. The Zoe turn makes perfect sense because chances are we're not going to see Trish Again, maybe we see her one more time just to have a one-on-one match with Zoe, but Trish's time with WWE is is pretty much at an end now. Um, like I said, they may do some sort of blow-off with Zoe, but... They don't need to. They don't really need to. Zoe being paired with, with Trish was the right move, um, bringing her to the main roster. And now, you know, does she do something with Becky? Maybe not. No. I, I mean, I don't know. But regardless, you now have, I think, a legitimate star in the women's division that you can build up in the future. Um, if this is the end of it, hell of a match. Yeah, absolutely. Christian, what do you think of the match? Yeah, I share the sentiment of I, you know looking at the matches on the card. This was a match I was really worried would kind of drag hard a little bit. So that led me to be absolutely shocked when I seen it was opening. I thought they were going to go with something else. I kind of thought this was going to be match number two. A lot of people thought it would main event. Uh, no, it, it wasn't main eventing over the world title. I saw, I, 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 it shouldn't have. I'm not saying it should have, but I saw a lot of places people predicted this might main event just because it was a steel cage match. Which I, I understand, but 
I didn't think this would have been a good opener just because this feud got redundant after a very long time. Yes. They yeah. they doing it once. And... A little after Mania? Yeah. Like two weeks after? I think right after Mania because Lita and Becky won the titles. And then the turn happened. Yeah, so it was about four yeah. months. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, with the run Becky Lynch has been all recently, well documented on the show, just hasn't been good. So that led me to a lot of worry with this match. Trish Strata, she's 50-plus years old. She really shouldn't be there in the first place. But these two put on an absolute banger. And the use of the steel cage made it really personal because they were taking some hard shots with each other. I mean, banging each other's head against steel cage. On top were like, you know where uh, Trisha's feet got stuck? She was hanging. Cool spot. Really cool spot. Those metal bars are banging each other's head off there. It reminded me a little bit of when Jeff Hardy and CM Punk had that steel cage match. Deeply personal feud. Winner take all. It's done after this. And I really believe that it is done after this. Oh, yeah. I think Stark and uh, Stratus probably just do a one-off. That doesn't need to turn into a long-term feud like this one. Becky's going to move on to other stuff. I think Becky... Grown all you want. She's on her way to winning the Rumble. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, she's winning the Rumble. Yeah. Unfortunately, but she's winning the Rumble. But Stark, she, she's in for something big. She's in for something very big. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think look, she'll be a big player in the next year or so. I Look for her to maybe win Money in the Bank next year. I was just mm-hmm. going to say that. Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christian, we'll start with you. What'd you grade it? I gave it a 4.2. All right. Don't go ahead. Uh, I'm right there. I'm at 4.1. Uh, I gave it a 4.2 as well. So this was not a great, I thought I was going to get this match, but, uh, well done because yeah. they, uh, I thought they did a really great job for the observed button. So we're going to go on to the next match. Miz versus LA Knight with John Cena as the guest referee. So I had no idea why Cena was going to be a part of this match, but the ending made all the sense. Really liked the back and forth between Cena and The Miz. You know, the promo battle. The Miz wearing Cleveland Browns colors in Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The heel is trying to play mind games with the megastar. So, L.A. goes right after The Miz. He's too slug back and forth as Knight hits a back elbow. Uh, Knight drops on face first. Uh, or, sorry. Uh, he lands on face first. eats an axe handle. Uh, side slam by Knight. And we're starting very, very fast. Miz gets its head driven into the announce table, but suckered L.A. into the table as well. Miz takes a nasty backdrop into the timers, uh, timekeepers area. Another back uh, drop by ringside, uh, jumping clothesline by the megastar. Cena getting more involved here, not DQing Miz at, and letting the match go on. And he did the same thing to L.A. Knight, too, not DQing him. Uh, Miz taking advantage of L.A.'s slight mistakes. One of the many stories going on in this match. Inverted code breaker by Miz off the second rope. Slide sweep or slide out sweep by Miz. And he's looking really good in this contest. Yes, kicks by Miz, but he's a back suplex to, uh, to buy some time. Neck breaker bulldog into a kick to the face by L.A. for a near fall. Series of reversals. Two DDTs for a near fall. Commentary kept saying that Knight had to have this match to keep his dream alive uh, or his dream to the top alive. So love them like highlighting the stakes to the audience. Really cool spinning neckbreaker by LA roll up by Miz used 
Uh, the rope is leveraged, but Cena caught it. Skull-crushing finale for a near fall. Miz goes for the five-knuckle shuffle, eats a suplex, back elbow, into the BFT as LA Knight picks up the win. Cena was there basically, you know, the, the ending shot was everything here. When he had his hand raised on the stage, that was basically what Cena was there to do and, uh, and make the match, uh, you know, a little bit more exciting. Um, I thought the Miz also was there to put him as like one of the next top guys. And I thought it worked. Uh, storytelling by all three of these guys were on point. This match may have been slow at points in the middle, but I really liked the action here. They had chemistry. I saw, uh, people say this went too long, but they had to have LA Knight show his in-ring ability and storytelling yes. within a match. Let's give credit to The Miz. Uh, he was awesome here. Made LA look like a million bucks as selling uh, every move perfectly. I think I enjoyed this match probably more than most did, um, but it was everything it needed to be. Very entertaining and good match. LA Knight continues to carry momentum um, into the back end of the year. Shout out to Cena for his role. Uh, Miz for putting over LA Knight. And I thought commentary did pretty well without or throughout the match. But uh, Christian, what do you think of the match? Before I get into the match, uh, Miz becomes a, a top three favorite wrestler of mine after wearing the colors in Pittsburgh. <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Yep. Whatever. Well, what, what, what a bold guy to wear those colors. Take a heel hit, BB. Hey, then Pittsburgh fans are wild. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Pittsburgh game, but anyway. Your mom's a Pittsburgh fan. She's kind of crazy. Yeah, I <laughs> blame her during football season, so. Yeah. So start, start, starting next Sunday, I'm just not going to talk to her until February. <laughs> but anyways, no, I thought we talked about going into this match, how good we thought this would We were all excited for it because these two guys that are – very good. And the Miz, he's a very safe worker. L.A. Knight is a guy who, this is just his, what? Oh, he was at SummerSlam. Never mind. Okay. I was going to say, this is like his second pay-per-view since uh, Money in the Bank. But this was very good. Miz played his role really well. Miz is, I, I think, the ideal heel. He's going to take the cheap way and try to win. I don't know if Kyle mentioned it, but he did try a roll up with pulling the trunks. Very yep. thick. And even the interaction for the match started with John, and he brought up the whole "I beat you at WrestleMania in the main event" and blah blah blah. But Ellie Knight definitely needed a win here, and who else on the roster could afford to take a loss more than the Miz? I mean, Ziggler maybe. The Miz, I get. It. I understand. He's really good, but he takes a lot of losses. Miz doesn't need to win these matches anymore. No. So putting him with a guy like L.A. Knight, who hasn't fully broken out yet in WWE, is I mean, I get it. he's a big star, but as far as being a possible world title player, hasn't broken out like that yet. Really could use a one-on-one singles win, because remember, his last pay-per-view win came in a battle royal. He hasn't won a one-on-one singles match on pay-per-view this year yet. So this is a big win for LA Knights. Keep going. As far as the match goes, I thought it was a little clunky with the pace. I thought it was very hit or miss. I think it started off fast. The middle dragged for me just a little bit. The ending was good, though. So it was an up and down solid match altogether, though. All right, don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the match went too long. However, I will say I was shocked at how long the match went. I did yes. not think this was going to go about 16 minutes. 
uh, bell to bell. Um, I'm not I'm not upset with it. I really like the stuff that they did outside the ring a little more than inside the ring. Um, and like Christian alluded to, like this is just the Miz's role now. Um, he's kind of developed into this veteran gatekeeper of sorts. Whenever there's a new big star or or a new name, feed him to the Miz, feed him to Ziggler. There's a reason why those guys have those roles, and I don't think it's a bad role to have. The company views them as dependable, safe workers that can put over the guy they want to be put over. That's what was supposed to happen here. You put LA Knight with The Miz, A, you get really good promos going into the pay-per-view, and then you know that The Miz is going to take care of him. He's going to sell for him like no other. He's going to make him look like a star. And then Cena being there doing the hand-raising moment at the end – was just icing on the cake. If Cena wasn't involved in that match, you still get the point across that you wanted to get, and that is L.A. Knight is a star. He is important. He does, you know, whatever. Um, and I think they succeeded here. I thought it was a fine match. Um, I like the moment with Cena at the end. Are they going to do something in the future? I hope. Hot take. I hope they don't. I don't want to see LA Knight face John Cena. I know Cena would put him over, and that would be a massive thing for LA Knight. But I kind of liked that genuine moment, the handshake, the hand raising, that endorsement. Part of me doesn't want to taint that in a way. And also, LA Knight is getting over as a face. If he faces Cena, he would have to be a heel, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyone facing he's, Cena is heel. Yeah, yeah, he's the top merch guy right now. Like, he's outselling Stone Cold. So you just, just let the money come in and just make this guy a star because that's what we all want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, would you? I oh, go ahead. See, about The Miz, there, there's a big misconception going on right now in the pro wrestling social media world. Everybody says, oh, he's just a jobber now. There's a difference between gatekeeper and jobber. A jobber is somebody who's never going to win a match in his life. They're, they're, he's going to get squashed in two minutes. Miz is not a jobber. He's no. just a gatekeeper because he's been there and done that in this company. U.S. champion, Intercontinental champion, Tag champion, WWE champion. The Miz was never supposed to go this long. No. Flat out. He was not supposed to be with this company for 15-some years. Or 18 now, I feel like. Oh, 14, yeah. 14 or 15. He, and he came from, you know, they say the real world. He wasn't supposed to turn into what he did. No. He threw this thing from a jobber. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, he, his, um, he made the persona on the challenge, I believe. Um, when he was on the challenge, um, he actually like created the persona and he wanted to you know be a wrestler. So that's really cool stuff from the mids and how he like, you know, came about, but uh, he, lived, Dylan... he lived everyone's dream. He said he wanted to be a wrestler. Everyone made fun of him and he went and fucking did it. So yeah. like good for the Miz. Also, jobbers don't get, don't get featured as prominently as the Miz does. Anyway, uh, grade, I went 3.3. All right, Christian, go ahead. I am right there. Exactly. at 3.3. I win 3.4, so we're all uh, right on the same. Uh, jumping into the next match, Austin Theory taking on Rey Mysterio for the United States title. Loved how the whole LWO got a chance to come out, and the U.S. <laughs> title desperately needed a chance to shine on a big event like this. Uh, Theory goes right after the champion, taking the fight. Uh, the Theory, as the challenger, uh, absolutely obliterated Ray with a clothesline. Uh, back suplex for near fall, set fisherman suplex by Theory, showing everyone how good he is in the ring. Also putting over his character work early in the contest. Ray goes, Rids first in the corner, punches in the back of the head by Theory as he is really controlling the match. 
trying to rip off the mask of Ray, the ultimate heel move. Beautiful moonsault by Ray, big leg kick by the champion, followed by Hergen Rana. Slide out DDT on the outside, and the match is actually starting to pick up. See the senton for a near fall. Another Hurricane Rana as Theory sold it perfectly. Spin out, powerbomb by Theory. Roll through kick as Ray connects with a basement kick as he was falling on the ground. Multiple knees to the midsection, but 619 uh, to, or by Ray. Uh, Theory counters going for a town down. Uh, roll up pin by Ray. One, two, three. And in about nine to ten minutes, uh, Ray Mysterio does uh, retain the United States title. A lot of interesting stories and things going on here. Uh, Ray continues to successfully defend his title and racking up wins. Santos is, you know, coming out. Is that heel turn coming? I, I think it is sooner rather than later. And then what is Austin Theory going to do? Is a face turn coming? Like, I think it should. Is he going to team with Grayson Waller going, you know, like they did on SmackDown? Um, listen, I understand the match itself it lacks crowd reaction crowd involvement it lacked more i guess a better story just because you know with the lwo and you know santos being all part of it whatever um there's a, a lot going on here i can't lie man i i did enjoy what we had i i'm i'm gonna be that guy i a lot of people have not liked it i'm gonna be that guy that said that he actually did enjoy it uh, both guys really put some emphasis on their kicks and suplexes. Uh, Theory continues to get better in the ring um, as he really works well with Ray and smaller guys. Um, chemistry was there. Um, the time did not shock me that being the shortest match just because of what we had of the few going in. Um, this could have been on SmackDown. I get it. But mm -hmm. I personally thought it was enjoyable as Ray continues to become a better and better champion. Theory is needing a big change. And I think putting them on a big spot like this could lead to that. So, and I, I think when the turn does come, I think it's just going to be so much better just because, you know, it was, it came from something like this. Um, the match was not bad. Uh, the, the match was not bad. It just needed something extra. Maybe it needed Santos to be ringside. Uh, maybe it needed another two minutes. It needed something else, but I thought it got the job done and uh, actually turned out to be a decent Decent little match there, but uh, Dylan, what did you think? Yeah, it, I mean, the match was fine. Um, it didn't really feel like a pay-per-view match. It did feel like a main event on SmackDown. Um, but I don't mean that in like, a negative way. The U.S. title deserved to be on a pay-per-view. Yeah, it needed totally to. Honest. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay with the spot that it had. I'm okay with the runtime. I feel like if it went on SmackDown, it would have gotten more time, which probably would have made the match a little better. But I still think it was fine for the time that it was given. What'd you say? It was around like 10 minutes or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think it was right around 10, yep. Yeah, I mean, being being a title match, I would have liked for it to go on a little longer. Um, but due to some other matches that we still have coming up, I'm okay with the 10-minute runtime. Um, yeah. I don't feel like it took away anything. It was a fine match. Um, I think they're going to do Ray and Santos, I think, sooner rather than later. Yes. I don't think it's going to be as slow as a burn as everyone thinks. And if Theory moves on to team with a guy like Grayson Waller, I think that rejuvenates Theory. I think that adds um, some legitimate power to the tag division. Because if you don't think that they have plans for Grayson Waller, I said this last week, you're sorely mistaken. WWE thinks highly of that guy. 
is he going to be a world champion? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying look out for him at the Rumble or Money in the Bank. But, like, why not give him a tag title run a year from now with, with a guy like Theory? I, I would not be against that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christian, what do you think of the match? So, I'm on, as far as Theory goes, I'm on a little bit of a different end than you guys on what he needs to do. Kyle, you're going to groan. You're probably going to kick me off the show. <laughs> I think he would benefit from an NXT run for a little bit. I just, the Grayson Waller thing, I feel like was just a one-off. I, I can't even continue doing that. He doesn't need, he won't, I don't think story-wise and kayfabe-wise, he shouldn't get another title shot. or even no. a title. he shot. won't. But he should so what does that leave him to do if he's not team with Waller now in the US title? I say you send him down to NXT for a little bit. Let him redevelop, rejuvenate, and maybe you build him as a face there, then bring him back up to the main roster as a face. And then he can start doing more proper runs and get to the point where he's going into the rumble. And then maybe we could say, hey, Theory might win it. Okay, so let me ask you this. So not including black and gold, how many people have gone to NXT and came back and it's worked? Dom. When do you go, when do you go to NXT? I mean, he's the North American champion right now, but no, what but I'm saying, like he took he time didn't spend off the time. main roster. Yeah. Like no. you take time off the main roster, a couple months came back. How many guys or girls has it worked for? I, I see your point. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just curious. Like how, how many, <laughs> so big like old, big old goose egg maybe yeah big old goose egg so yeah. like here's the thing i think theory's too good for nxt uh, that's just my opinion i've been watching him since evolve i know how good he is i just don't think an nxt run is going to do much for him it's just because we have no proof that they are going to develop something and put it to the main roster like that but for me it's, it's just more of what else can do right now well I, I think it gave him the gargano exactly dude <laughs> honestly like once you see what he did with gargano and you rebuild the way yeah, you but, know dude him as like a comedic kind of character actually worked. worked you remember so, his uh remember his thing with what was it mandy rose or oh no someone? it was scarlet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wait, Kristen. You'll you'll like that. Here, here's the problem with that though. He's on Raw, he's on SmackDown. Ah, well, I mean, <laughs> did you watch Payback? They can switch, guys. Hey, just hey, just saying, to Christian. Um, Austin Theory didn't know what a two out of three falls match was. He didn't know the rules. What in NXT? Oh, you didn't see that clip. I don't remember when that. He, no. When he was still a comedic character, he had to ask uh, Gargano what the what the rules were in a two out three balls match. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy does have um, he's a funny guy, and the thing is, like all the reports say, that kids love him, like absolutely yeah. adore this guy. So you can turn him face, see what he does. I he think has a move more, set uh, of a face too. Yeah, yeah. There's how, a move set there. How do we get there? Uh, you just let Chip Wage cook, man. Sometimes you're just going to love cook. Now, if it was Vince, oh, dude, just yeah. – He'd probably yeah, be cut. He's pro- yeah. But give it time. You know, you said the same thing, you know, with the Money in the Bank stuff. Don't say it was done. I said take it time. Give them time. Things are going to work out. Uh, Christian, what would you give it out of five? Yeah, I'm falling into that trap again, aren't I? But uh, yeah. I 
it a three out of five. All right, uh, Dylan, go ahead. I'm at 2.7. I also give it a three. I think that's a pretty – Going to the next match, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a street fight for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles. Action starts fast as all four guys battle out of the ring. Finn stomps on the terrible towel, but he's a clothesline by Owens. Zayn dives on the Judgment Day, trash can shots by the champions. Owens rips his shirt as a Terry Funk shirt is underneath. Trash can uh, put over Balor as Kendo sticks. Shots rain on the Finn. Out come the tables. Priest takes out the tag chance. Massive shot to Zayn with the trash can toss. Or he, sorry, he, tra- he tossed it to Owens in a big collision there. Uh, still chair shots by the challengers. Another trash can shot. Unprotected to Owens, I must say. Uh, challengers continuing to work very well together. Owens uh, comes back, nailing Priest with a chair. The challengers go into the crowd as Dominic Mysterio enters the fray, attacking the champions. So they pan to the three guys at Judgment Day, and they weren't showing Owens and Zayn. So, you know, they were kind of celebrating, you know, taking a breather. So they they pan to uh, Owens and Zayn with penguin jerseys on as they have hockey sticks, and Owens has blood on his face, looks like a badass. Uh, Dom grabs one of the hockey sticks on the uh, on the stage and then absolutely gets hammered into a hockey fight. Yeah, took the, the gloves off. Yeah, took the gloves off. Hockey fight uh, on the stage. Just a really cool spot. Um, we get to get back into the ring. Uh, Damien, I believe, uh, he suplexed uh, Zane through four set chairs. Uh, Owens throws a chair to break up the count. I thought that was a very cool uh, way to break that up. The fight goes through the fans again. All-out fight. Uh, punches to the face. Zane dives on the, off the pre-show table onto the challengers. As here comes Dom again. Owens crashes through the table onto Dom with a swanton bomb. Oh, my goodness. Action goes back to the ring. Zane is fighting the challenger by himself as Finn crashes through a table. Owens hits a stunner on Priest, a little bit kick, one, two, but J.D. McDonough breaks up the count out of nowhere as he gets drilled inside out clothesline and takes one of the worst spots I've ever seen. Dude, that powerbomb oh. on the announce table, woo! Uh, I do not want to ever take that spot. Uh, Rhea comes out, smears Owens through the barricade, sling blade, drop kick, uh, double stop missed, and eats an exploder suplex, a luva kick, but Dom again. Dom went to break up the pin. Absolutely nails Zane with the briefcase. Uh, Priest puts his arm over Zane. One, two, three. And guys, we have new tag team champions. This was a big time shocker. This may have been a result of an injury potentially to Zaner Owens. That's a little bit worse than what we think. But the judgment day becomes so much stronger. Everyone got involved telling a story. Got a hot take, guys. I think this is one of the best matches in WWE all year. Absolute wow. fight. Yeah. So many weapons being used. The chemistry was shown. This went all over the place. Absolute war. That was so fun to watch. The spots were crazy. Commentary was awesome throughout. Especially, dude, we got some unprotected headshots. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was easy to follow. AEW, very easy to follow. Yet so much going on as the Judgment Day reigns supreme as they continue to run WWE. And honestly, Dylan, I like the decision because of the layers it adds to the group as Finn and Damian worked perfectly together 
as J.D. McDonough is kind of looming in the background. Don't we'll start with you. What did you think of the match? Match was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, I liked what you said that it was easy to follow. These kind of big multi-man, anything goes all over the arena kind of thing. It becomes a clusterfuck yeah. <laughs> after a while. This never felt that way. Um, it felt very fluid. Um, despite all the chaos, like you knew exactly what was going on at all times. And I think that's a, that's a trait that isn't praised enough in these kind of matches. Um, so yeah, this was, this was a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, definitely the first big surprise of the night. Um, up they to needed this one point. like this. Yep. Um, and to be honest, I'm not mad about it. No. Um, I like what this does for the judgment day. At the time of the match, um, now everyone has gold. You have tag champions. You have a women's world champion. You have the North American champion. Damien is also Mr. Money in the Bank. Is J.D. McDonough part of the team? There's a lot of cool things coming out of this match. And also, I get that it was Priest and Balor that won the match, but WWE has pulled the Freebird rule out of their back pocket in recent memory, most specifically with the New Day. Uh, where anyone can defend those titles. I wonder if they're going to do the same thing here, because I don't think Dom is going to be North American champion for too terribly long, and that would be cool for him to have something to do. JD possibly being in there. like Regardless of what they do, really, really cool moment um, for the Judgment Day. Absolutely love the match. Kevin Owens is probably the MVP of the match. Um whether this was for an injury or, or what, I like the Judgment Day winning here. I think, yeah. it, I, I, yep. I, I think it was the right move. I do as well. I 100% agree with you. Uh, Christian, go ahead. Well, really quick on the whole free, uh, Freebird rule thing. Remember, back in all 30, when it was the Judgment Day versus the Usos for the tag belts, they played the angle where Jimmy Uso got hurt and – Adam Pierce came out and they did the whole, well, if you guys can't compete, we're going to have to strip you of the titles and get it for Judgment Day. And Sami Zayn stepped up and said, you know, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. And so they had him defend the title for the bloodline at the time. Yeah. So I do think, yes, the Freebird, Freebird rule will still be in effect. Uh, at least once. I don't think they'll do it with Dom as North American champion. I think they'll take the title off him. And then if any situation like this happens again, they'll definitely do it. The match itself, oh boy, I am giddy. I am super giddy. This was an absolute car crash, and I loved absolutely every single second of it. I mean, just the weapons that were used, unprotected headshots, that 30-foot whatever it was, swanton bomb through that table. Did you see how Owens landed? Yeah, dude, that landed on his nasty, neck. yeah. That and, like, his legs looked like they hit the ground first. Yeah. Yeah, he's so, sore waking up this morning. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to be sore waking up for the next 20 mornings. But um, the decision, I really hope it doesn't come down to an injury. I really hope there is nothing serious wrong. I- I'll be honest. I'm a little bit – I'm a little bit against the decision. All right. Here's why. Owens and Zayn winning the titles at WrestleMania was a huge deal. They, they took the titles off the KFA most dominant tag team in WWE history. 
the first team to ever unify the titles, a team that held the SmackDown titles for 4,500 years, and they were the ones to take it off of them after reuniting. I figured this was going to be a very long tag reign until this coming WrestleMania. They took it off them at payback. And say what you want. Yes, it's WWE pay-per-view. I get that. Every WWE pay-per-view is going to be taken as a But pay-per-views, in my eyes, have tiers. There's an A tier, there's a B tier, C tier, D tier, F tier. This is a C tier pay-per-view. This is more of a pay-per-view to get guys on the card that wouldn't get a spot at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. So the tag title switching to me here after where they were one at, I don't love it. I, I think Owens and Zayn should have kept the titles. If there's an injury, I get it. You have to do what you have to do in that case. But if not, and this was truly just the decision they make, I disagree. Well, you also Ooh. have to you have to um, you have to build every show because you have paying people that want to see a good show. So you can't just like, oh, it's payback. You know, let's just put you know a couple matches that don't matter. You really gotta you gotta make you gotta take some risk here. And uh, Triple H is known to <laughs> wait what. I was gonna say you're saying this because you're going to Fastlane, which is exactly. known as like a hey, which is known man. as like a B show. Yeah, like a B show. <laughs> I, I want to see some action. Hey, yeah. I want to see Johnny Gargano too. But um, the point is, I, I think like even in the CD shows, I do think you need to take a couple risks. And I, I think the one here was not bad. Now, I hundred percent, we're saying this wasn't the best um rain by them and i know like they'd be a historic rain you expect a historic rain from them but i just think for the story right now it's just not a bad thing of the judgment day hold it personally well yeah. and see finn finn could be a singer finn needed a title bad he does but i and then, well, but what title would it be? He, he's not going to beat Walter. He didn't beat Rollins. So now you're kind of stuck with him. So I kind of like the decision, honestly, Don. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not against the decision. Um, yeah, the rain was a little short, but sometimes you got to make I mean, those decisions. I'm, but also, like, how do you follow up a 600 plus day rain? Like, you don't. you're not going to give them another 600 days. And no. to anyone who's calling. Owens and Zayn, a transitional champion, go fuck yourself. They're not a transitional champion. They had a legit feud with this team. I like the story going in. I like the story going out. They're probably going to have another match at Fastlane, I would assume. Maybe a ladder match, Kyle? Would you like to see a tag team ladder match? Oh, absolutely. That's that's assuming that no one is severely hurt. But, uh, but, uh, I mean, we'll see. And the best thing about all of this, guys, Indus Year's not going to win at uh, in India. No, they're, they're not. not. Gonna win titles, baby. Let's go. No, they're not. Yes, sir. So Indus Year, don't have to worry about that. And also, just saying, hey, uh, WWE, you need a big babyface team to uh, come in and uh, take on the Judgment Day. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I know. I know a team uh, that can really do it yourself. So. <laughs> One more thing. What? Mm. You guys get what I'm saying about how 
this felt too soon. I don't think it was necessarily too soon. It, it just doesn't feel right, considering the fact where Owens and Zayn won it and the team they beat to get it at the show they wanted at in the main event of night. But just remember, to- it also took all of Judgment Day to beat them. That is true. They made them look strong. Yeah. It, it only it took wasn't five like, people to beat them. Yeah, it they took are- five people in the briefcase to beat them. It's true. Yeah, so, they are. So, I, I, listen, we could talk about it all day, but I, I do think it's going to lead to something all right. But, uh, Christian, what did you give it out five? I went 4.7. All right. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, I'm at a 4.8, baby. I am also at a 4.8. One of the best WWE matches of the year, I really do believe that. Yes. Um, we had a Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes. Uh, apparently, Rhodes had a big announcement coming into tonight. Cody Rhodes pulled some strings. And the big announcement was that Jay Uso is the newest member of Monday Night Raw. Absolutely nails Grayson Waller with a super kick, and that ends the, uh, ends the segment there. Um, this is massive. Because it takes Jay away from the bloodline for now until Mania or around Mania time. Yes. Um, yep. Also, this is a way for Cody Rhodes to get Roman at Mania. Yep. As this is what this is what I needed to submit. Like, they're absolutely doing 100% doing Cody Roman at WrestleMania 40, main event night two. 100%. Yeah, this, this, is, this is the first yeah. uh, seed. Yes, this is the first seed. So, so uh, Cody versus Roman, I, I think this was, you know, I, I think all of this was to build Jimmy versus Jay night one and then Cody versus Roman the night two. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got away from it. So, mm-hmm. so the problem is this take, this just completely makes the brand split useless. Like you might as well not even have one because a raw guy is going to go face the SmackDown champion. If he wins, what, is he just going to go straight to SmackDown after he was drafted to Raw? Well, you can still have him win the Elimination Chamber. And then that's technically no. the same thing as win the Royal Rumble. You get to choose. No, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. Like, if Cody and Roman does happen, and Cody It is wins, going to happen. If it does, I'm saying yeah. Nothing <laughs> gets- it's, it's not fair. We're going. So, Cody was drafted to Raw last year. So, if he wins, what, he's just going to – it's just going to be screw the draft. We're putting him on SmackDown. Yeah, I think yeah. he just moves to SmackDown. Yeah, he just that, moves to SmackDown. Yeah. I think it's that simple. Yeah. The entire purpose of the brand split, though. There, there was no reason to do that draft if you have this result. But he is switching brands in doing so. You could do a trade. He was drafted too raw. But you could do, do a draft trade. every year. They do. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, you could do what you could do. You could do the draft that raw the day after Mania. You can do it that raw, and then you officially say, like, hey, he is fully. So, I mean, it's not, like, the best way to do it, but, like, or you just do a trade. Who knows? Who knows? But, um, listen, Cody, your time's now, buddy. You are absolutely, without doubt in my mind, I know I said it last year, he's beating Roman and taking that title. He has to. He has to. to. Yeah. So, uh, moving on. Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez for the Women's World title. I wish Raquel looked more vicious in her entrance, but... That'll come with time. Uh, huge struggle uh, with power to start. Rhea goes for a shoulder tackle on Raquel. Doesn't affect her. As aggression, this match needed. Starting to unleash as Raquel runs over the champion. Nothing will affect Rhea. Uh, layer to Rhea. Or sorry, nothing will affect Raquel. Layer it to Rhea as we're seeing some of the NXT 
uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, big kick to the face by Rhea, punches to the face as Rhea is mocking Raquel by mentioning Liv Morgan. Love the stomp to the ankle by Rhea, dissecting Rhea, a kick to the back as Rhea looks so dominant. Really like the abdominal stretch by Rhea, squeezing the kidney of Rhea, uh, just wearing Gonzalez down. Off a drop kick, uh, punching the side of Rhea, just relentless. But Raquel comes back with a reverse lariat. Rhea falls on top of her head, basically, and then uh, gets uh, eaten with a uh, full-away slam. But again, Rhea comes back with a spine kick. Big suplex by Gonzalez, spinning corkscrew elbow by the challenger for a near fall. Giant running knee off a face buster. Raquel goes for a power bum. Unfortunately, uh, just couldn't do it. But commentary played it off so well as if it were a playing spot because of the injury. Uh, Rhea starts attacking every body part and then goes after the injury. I kind of like that storytelling there. Uh, these two start wailing on each other. Raquel drives a wrist spine first in the ring post, tossing her against the barricade. Another uh, for or another shoulder uh, blow to Rhea. Uh, her, or then here comes Dominic Mysterio once again making the save. Uh, eats a big power slam by Raquel. Riptide, one, two, three, as Rhea Ripley retains the title. This was very much needed for both of these two, I thought. Rhea needed to look vulnerable and show weaknesses in a longer match. Raquel needed to get that spotlight, show what she can do. This was very physical. Kicks had a little bit more extra emphasis on them, a lot of power slams. Um, I just love you know, the power struggle that was going on, especially at the beginning. This was not going to be a technical showcase. This was going to be more of a fight. Um, technically, I mean, Rhea just bullied all of her friends, so it did need to be a little bit more of a fight. Um, they still have good chemistry. I love the pure aggression by these two. Um, these two can absolutely have a better match. I'm not saying they can't because I think their NXT one was better than this one. But with the finish, it does warrant a rematch. So I do think Raquel Rhea is definitely going to keep going. And then that is probably how you insert live and then you get to the becky stuff so that is just my timeline uh just kind of thinking about it but uh don't you think of the match yeah th- this was by far i think the best match that Rhea has had since becoming champion I think and this, this is best title offense this is probably the best raquel match she's had on the main roster 100 yeah. percent um yeah so like you said it was much needed for both um Rhea, i mentioned early in her run that she needed to dominate opponents Build her yeah. up as a true force. Well, I think we're past that now. Now we're about four months into the reign, um, going on five months. And actually, now I think it is five months. Yeah. Um, now she needs to start having some competitive matches um, to help legitimize that title a little more, um, having competitive matches. This goes about 17 minutes. Uh, very physical. I love the power showcase from both women. Um yeah, I think I don't know who takes the title off Rhea. I, I, I it's I'm probably going to be Becky. Yeah, probably, but um, yeah, I think this was a good outing from both, and um, I like the successful title defense. I'm happy with Rhea winning. Um, Raquel looked like a million bucks too, so it's not like she's hurting from this loss. No, um, and who knows? They, 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 I, I would assume they're going to have another match. Yeah. So, um. I'm looking forward to that if it does happen. Yeah. Christian, what do you think? Yeah, I see a lot of people on wrestling Twitter ranting this match, saying stuff like, 
well, why didn't Raquel win? You did all that build for nothing. Well, for one thing, Raquel was never winning this match. No, absolutely not. You could have built her up in the million ways possible. Rhea's not losing her title for a while. I think people need to get over that. Yeah. Her reign hasn't been everything I think we thought it was going to be. It's been very hit or miss. But Raquel was not winning this match. I like Raquel. Triple H likes Raquel. We all do. But I think she needs to be built up just a little bit more before she truly could beat Rhea. She's not going to be the one to beat Rhea, by the way. I'm not saying she should. But Rhea needs to continue to be billed as this dominant woman of the division. She should be billed as what Kyle's been wanting Shayna Baszler to build up as. As much as Shayna is a better worker than, or a better wrestler than Rhea, Rhea's That's debatable. Uh, right sorry, now, Kyle. right now, I still would go Shayna, but Shayna's age is definitely starting to show a little bit. Remember, she is in the forties. She's not a spring chicken anymore, unfortunately. But um, Rhea needs to be billed as this dominant force. She's intimidating, but you need to give her cons- more consistent matches like this, where it, it could go. 20 minutes, let's say, and she still looks dominant. Even if she takes punishment, damage, whatever, it doesn't take away that she needs to be built as a dominant champion. She needs a long reign. And especially if you're really trying to make the World Heavyweight Championship for women's as important as the men's, you need to establish it fully and not have it play hot potato. But I want to keep going with this title. I want her to keep beating opponents, bring them, knock them down. The Becky thing... I know we're not all thrilled about it, but probably it's coming. She's probably the most believable and biggest name to do it. Believable? I disagree. I, I think you. Could, I think Shane and Raquel right now would be the most believable. It is not but, winning. Yeah, Shane is not going to be winning that world title anytime soon. But uh, I, I think Raquel as a as a heel actually works better than a face. So I, I hope that she does it, or is able. To work, um, well, Rhea's the heel, so you can't turn Raquel face. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not saying like. I, I mean, like after, like after oh. all this is done, you turn oh. Raquel heel, I- make her a little bit more interesting, and then you really play it off like you did in NXT. Also, uh, people say Liv should be the one to beat Rhea. Absolutely not. <laughs> but. Uh, well- but Dylan, what'd you grade out five? Uh, I went three point two. All right, go ahead, uh, Christian. I was a little. I had a hard time grading this one. I settled at three point five. I settled also at three point five. I thought it was actually, actually a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. But uh, main event time: Shinsuke Nakamura challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Title. Absolutely loved the pre-match video package and graphics hyping up the challenger. This felt like the best Nakamura has like just felt on the main roster, in my opinion. Bit of chain yeah. wrestling by these two. Uh, Matt-based attack by Rollins. Big kick uh, to the back by Nakamura. Rollins dives on Nakamura on the outside backdrop to create separation, as commentary is alluding to this being a new Nakamura character. Springboard Swanton over the top dive as Shinsuke throws Rollins back first on the announce table, uh, and then the barricade. The beatdown and targeting of the back continues. 
knee to the back, giant knee to the face, followed by a flying knee to the neck, ankle lock by huge hurricane run by Rollins. The fight continues as Rollins fights through the, the pain lariat by the champion for in your falls. Miss stomp. Diving knee as he goes for a snap suplex, really putting pressure on the injured back. Uh, kick to the back, snap German as Nakamura is in complete control. Inverted exploder, challenger eats a super kick, but Nakamura locks in the rolling armbar into a triangle. Rollins starts to fade. Uh, these two uh, eventually do get up and just start swinging. Big spinning kick by the challenger, Enziguri by Rollins. Huge throw from the top, big kick to the neck as Nakamura is destroying Rollins. Pedigree by Rollins, curb stomp, and Seth Rollins is your winner. This had very good storytelling. These two meshed together well, and every move had like an impact. Um, I do get the story going in, uh, and I really enjoyed it. But I think it dampered the pace a tad. Um, and I also, this might be a hot take, I think this match could have been four minutes shorter and done this exact same thing. Um, I think Rollins, my only critique with Rollins in this match was I think he needed to sell the back a little bit more. I, I think there were a couple moves where he was selling the back and then he was, you know, Superman. So I think he needed to sell the back a little bit more. Uh, this is probably the best Nakamura has looked since his NXT run. I know it's debatable, but dude, he was awesome. Uh, Rollins was good as always. Um, I think they can have a better match, Dylan. Um, it checked every box for me. Um, I just don't know what Shinsuke does from here. Because oh, I, it, it kind of, I Unless they do a rematch, but let's be honest, he's not winning that title. Um, but uh, Christian, what did you think of the match? The whole thing about Rollins selling, I do share the sentiment that there are points, yes, he was selling very well, you know, holding his back, yelling in agony. Then there are points he would take a stiff kick to the back and be nothing. Yeah. And the whole story is, you know, his he, he went he's stated multiple times he's got what is it two fractures in his lumbar, or what is it? It's so, almost, yeah, yeah. With his lumbar and that's the same injury Dylan has right now. Hundred <laughs> percent. But go on. <laughs> but he definitely a little bit better, but it didn't take away much for me because. This feud, I've said it for a little bit. It kind of felt like they threw Nakamura in there because it was very... I thought it was a little random to turn him heel. I've never viewed Nakamura as the heel type. I think he should be a face. I'm not mad he's a heel. But I've always just viewed him more as a face rather than a heel just because his entrance, the reaction he gets. And because the crowd also sings to his song, too. Yep. So it was very weird, but in the short time they build this match, I thought they did it very well. I like how personal Nakamura got. As far as what Nakamura does from here, I mean, there's really nobody else throw at Rollins right now if you want to have him fast lane. Unless, I mean, they did tease Cody. No, you can't do Cody. No, you got to keep them away from each other. Yeah, you got to keep them away from each other. I Listen, man, I, I'm trying to think of just who else that they could just throw out for a pay-per-view. Well, I actually do have an idea. Tell me what you guys think of it. So, we talked about Owens and Zane. There's got to be a turn coming soon, right? 
I think there can be, and it's got to be Owens. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's got to be Owens. Definitely, it's, and because we we covered it on takeover, he turned that in the takeover. I would do the same exact thing. I would do uh, the yep. same exact spot. And then you you build Owens up a little bit, let Owens win a match against Zayn at pay per view, and then you start really building him. Maybe Owens versus Rollins. Yeah, uh, maybe do Jay Uso versus Rollins for one. Yep, I would, but I don't really want Jay taking a loss. I think Jay needs to be. I don't think it would be a loss. It'd probably be like a DQ or something like that, or like maybe a fluke ending. Yeah, something. Yeah, maybe where somebody from the bloodline attacks him and whatnot. Set up Jimmy and Jay that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I mean, you got Owens, you got Jay, but other than that, the pool for somebody contending for Rollins isn't huge right now. No, yeah, it's not big. There's a lot of eyes on the Judgment Day and Owens and Zayn, so the tag titles are taking up time. The IC title's getting a lot of buzz. You got the whole Trish and Becky thing, which is coming to an end. So there's a lot of names that are already involved. You could throw maybe Ricochet at him? Ricochet just doesn't seem like a world title contender type of guy. I'm sorry to say. I love, I will listen, I love Ricochet. Freak athlete. He's great in the ring. He doesn't have the character. I wouldn't be mad if they threw Ricochet at Rollins just because, I mean, those two would tear the house down. Don't what, about a, what about a guy like uh, Jinder Mahal? Jinder Hardbody Mahal. I mean, why not? I mean, did, wasn't that the match where, you know, Rollins won the NXT title? It, That's true. It was. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it, but... If you have to fill time, Dylan, what, what, what do you think? I thought the match was awesome. This is the Nakamura we should have gotten. Um, this is the Nakamura I've wanted. I know everyone has said that he's better as a face, he's better as a face. I think he's an amazing heel if done properly. When he's not punching dicks every week like he was when he was a heel <sighs> against AJ, um, this is the heel Nakamura I've wanted to see. They're, well, letting, him, they're, 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 they're letting him cut promos in Japanese. Um, he seems very sinister and all this questioning about what Nakamura does, what Rollins does. Did you guys not see what was posted right after payback? No. Nakamura attacked Rollins after the match. It's all over their like social media and YouTube and stuff. It's like an online exclusive. They're oh, going to have it. another match. <laughs> Christian, did you just, I didn't see it. Did you? No, I didn't see that at all. Was it on? Look at it's on their YouTube page. I'm looking right at it. I just wanted to like pull it up to verify, but yeah, it's a minute and fifty seconds. They well, pulled it twenty one hours ago. I haven't been on YouTube since like Thursday. Yeah, I'm gonna so, be honest. I so so they're definitely doing another match. Yeah, Kyle's so gonna be... get it at fast lane. Good. And here's the thing. Um we think we know the plan with Roman's title. You can't say the same about Seth's title. Uh Walter. WrestleMania night one. But, dude, w- would you be mad if Nakamura took that? No. I would I'm not either. The way Nakamura is being presented, why not have Nakamura win? You can turn, like, the, the whole point of this title was for this to be, like, the workhorse title, right? Yeah. That's why Rollins got it with his work rate. You don't think Nakamura is going to bring the same prestige to that with what he's been able to do, like, in Japan and his NXT run? With like, Triple H kind of having an Nakamura, it would mm-hmm. not be a bad world champion. I am not against a Nakamura win, quite possibly at Fastlane. What? But enough of that. This match, 
was a lot of fun. Nakamura did his role extremely well, attacking the back, attacking the body part. That table spot outside where he threw him off the barricade, that looked painful. Whenever the table doesn't give, it always looks ten times worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Rollins could have done better selling, but I still think he did a really good job. I look forward to this feud continuing. Um, and I'm not against a Nakamura win down the road. Yeah. I think he'd make a great champion. Let me um, hate you on that. Yeah. See, th- when this world title was presented, everybody said the same thing. We all seen it. We all mentioned it on the show. Everybody said, oh, well, it's just going to be the big 2.0. It's not going to be presented well. And But it has. They're trying to establish as best they can right now. Roman's gone. So what do you do? You put that title in main event of pay-per-view until he comes back. Because when he comes back, obviously Roman's going to main event. He's right. not. So if you if you really want to establish this title as well as you want it to be how you're presenting it to be, you can't play hot potato. I don't know if it's playing hot potato with a five-month reign. Yeah, it's, it's five-month reign. He would, he would lose it in October. Um, and they're selling this whole, like, injury thing. And plus, like, I like that this title can be used a little more experimental than Roman's title. Like, we're not getting a three-month Seth Rollins reign. Seth's reign has been great. I think Nakamura could also have a good reign. That's all I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Nakamura is a good reign with any title. Yeah. But I just don't want to see this become the title that, okay, he had it for a month. Oh, he won it. Oh, now he's champion. I don't want to see that because then – that's just going to feed into all these pro wrestling think they know it all's mindset up. Oh yeah, it's just big gold two points. It just yeah. gets- All right, let me let me throw one last scenario at you guys and then we're we're going to grade it. What do you think about Nakamura winning and holding it all the way to WrestleMania? And then Who'd the big, to? and then the big payoff would be the Royal Rumble winner LA Knight. You're building the story with LA Knight. You want him to achieve that dream. I think Nakamura would be a perfect person to uh, put him over in that spot. And that would be a Triple H match. So, have you guys, I don't know if you would consider Nakamura versus LA Knight. I know it's not, you know, Walter Rollins esque. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, Dylan, uh, great out of five. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the same thing I did with the opening match. I think that's fitting. I'm going to go 4.1. All right. Christian, go ahead. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go 4.3. I went four, so we're all around the same. And that is WWE Fastlane. Uh, very, very good show in my opinion. But, um, Dylan, starting with you, final thoughts. Match of the night, great out then. Yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, Rollins, or, or – not just Seth Rollins and Nakamura, but the world title getting to main event its first pay-per-view since it's been brought into the fold uh, was definitely deserving. Um, the tag match was unbelievable. That's by far my match of the night. Yes. Um, yeah. But oh, yeah. the opening match and the closing match both did their job. Um, you want the opening match to be great. You want the closing match to be good. Um, both of them. Yeah. I thought, I thought this card top to bottom there weren't really a lot of down moments. I think my lowest graded match was the U S title. And to be honest, it was still a fine match. I just yeah. thought it would have fit better. Main eventing a SmackDown for 15 minutes. But it was still a good match. Well, the match was good. Yeah, it was. And it was still fine. And I'm okay with it. Um, it. It was better than 
AEW All In's worst match, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, so yeah, even even at their worst, this card was still very enjoyable. Um, yeah, uh, match of the night goes to the tag title match. Uh, the storytelling there was great. The the spots were amazing. Kevin Owens is a true badass. Made me love him even more. Dude, Dom was um, great too. Dom, Dom, awesome. Dom might have been the MVP of the night, bro. He yeah. His whole team keep titles. He helped Balor and Priest with the briefcase, and then he snuck in, took a power slam from Raquel, and Rhea's able to win that match. So Dom even definitely Graves, is the uh, – what was that? Even Graves said it on commentary. Yeah, on MB, yeah, yeah, he said he was the MVP. Yeah. MVP of the entire night goes to Dominic Mysterio. Um, great out of 10. I really enjoyed this card. I'm going to go 8.3. All right, Chris, go ahead. Uh, but really quick, I, th- I think we should start naming MVPs for pay-per-views. I'm not against that. Just, just, just a little thought for you guys putting your heads. I do yeah. think also, real quick, I think Corey Graves is one of the MVPs tonight. I thought yeah. he was tremendous. Yeah. You know, great, I'm going to give my MVP to Corey Graves. Yep, that's okay. my MVP tonight. He really? did call uh, Raquel Rodriguez Raquel Gonzalez. He okay. did. Oh. That is my boy. We're going. Uh, I'm going to give my MVP to Becky Lynch, actually. Okay. I mean, that's not an awful – her or Trish, I I personally think eh, it, it could go either way. But go on. But, yeah, th- this was a card I came into not a huge level of excitement. Because, like I said, this is a C-show pay-per-view. It's not huge. It's not going to break the internet. But, once again, a Triple H masterpiece has blown me away. He He's once again outdid himself. I mean, I've – said that broken record a million times on this show but he makes meh look looking cards and great. great cards and this was no exception this was another great card and there were really no duds for me my lowest yeah. match so if your lowest match is a three you've done a great job you've done your role the opening match was the right choice as much as as much as we thought coming into the match it wasn't gonna be it was we didn't know what we were going to get. We didn't know we were going to get that type of passion into. No. No, I don't think anyone expected it. And it ends the feud, as far as we know. So that's a perfect way to do it. And then the world title gets the shine that everybody's been bitching about. Yep. So yeah, yeah absolutely. All, all in all, really well done card. Match well paced. Match of the night, I'm going to get tag match with a close honorable mention to Nakamura Rollins. Great out of 10, I'm going to go 8.7 out of 10. Yeah, I was, I was right at an 8.1. Uh, this exceeded my expectations by far. Uh, the, the build was in and out. I, you know, I think there were some better builds than others. But um, I think, like Dylan said, I think it was very well paced. Um, I still really enjoyed Theory versus uh three versus ray and you know probably was the worst match of the night but still wasn't bad uh hot take dude i i enjoyed this more than all out i did i, I thought i i had more enjoyment watching this than all out in my own spin i you know mean, that's gonna be a hot you take, mean all but... in yeah so i said all in dar just had all out you said all well out. that that too that too <laughs> well you're not even watching all <laughs> yeah and watching that college too. football yeah, exactly that too but uh no i i just really enjoyed it uh, top to bottom, as said, Brian Danielson beat Ricky Starks in that match, by the way. Um, um, and then Miro also just beat Paramount Hobbs. Um, 
So, yeah. like I said, very well paced. I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, match of the night obviously does go to the tag team titles. Uh, title match and then grade out 10. Like I said, it goes to 8.1. But that is it for WI Payback. Um, WM moment of the week, starting with Dylan. Yeah, so my dummy moment of the week goes to Vince McMahon specifically. So this has been a well-documented story about Kurt Angle's final match in WWE, or his retirement match, how it went to Baron Corbin, and everyone had one specific name that Kurt Angle should have faced. Well, he was on Insight with Chris Van Vliet this week, and he said that he chose to retire because he was, in his eyes, he felt like he wasn't looking like himself in the ring. He said he felt He looked like he looked too old and washed up, and he thought it was time to retire. So he goes to Vince, and he's like, hey, uh, this coming WrestleMania is going to be my last WrestleMania, and I want to face John Cena. Can I have John Cena? I started his career. It's only fitting he ends my career. And Vince said, no, you have Baron Corbin. And and he goes, you've been doing a, a program with him. You need to finish the program. You could have Cena next year if you want him. And he goes, well, like, this is my last one. Like, can't we just wrap up the Corbin stuff and just go, just do a quick, we don't have to build Kurt Angle Cena. Like, it, 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 it writes itself. Yeah. yeah, it writes itself. You could have just announced it, Cena come out on Raw and been like, Kurt, I want to face you at Mania. You know, because Kurt, I think he had the storyline of, like, next match he lost, yeah. he was done, right? Yeah. So it would have fit. And then he goes, you can have him at next WrestleMania. He's like, well, I'm done after this WrestleMania. He's like, well, then you're wrestling Corbin. Like, you didn't even give him, like, a say. Um, You can make the argument, whatever you thought of that match. I didn't think it was that great. Corbin being the guy to beat Kurt Angle in his retirement match leaves a sour taste in my mouth. It should have been John Cena. Like, there was was one right answer in that, and Vince fucked up. So, that's all. Yep. Uh, It's Vince being Vince. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have much to say. It's just <laughs> well, yeah. we'll uh, we'll go right to you for yours. I'm just gonna put a cap on it. Let's give the dummy moment to CM Punk. It's funny. No, I don't need to go back into it. But like I said, this was the guy that was supposed to bring AEW over the hump of WWE, and once again, he almost destroyed one whole couple by himself because of his backstage antics. I get it. He's a good wrestler. He knows what he's talking about when he talks about wrestling. But dude is just immature. He needs to sit down and retire. And I really just hope I am on my TV. Then moment, DM Punk, maybe you weren't a jerk. People would like you. So that's yeah, I got nothing else to say about that, Dylan. Nope, that's fitting. <laughs> yep. So uh, mine, obviously Vince gets half of the award, but the other half goes to Conan, someone I really, really like. Oh, I think I, recently, I, I saw this <laughs> on his show. God. He stated that Io Sky has no charisma, and she is not an interesting character. Listen, I get that everyone has their own opinion, and I am a fan of his. Like I said, but he's wrong here. Io oozes charisma from her ring gear, her entrance, her mannerisms in the ring, her mannerisms as she's wrestling. She just oozes charisma. She also gains character work through damage control, which is really helping her, even on the mic and other things like that. But Conan saying Eos guy is basically boring, yeah. that's just not right, in my opinion. But uh, Christian, what do you think? I mean, I, I get it. A whole, I can understand the whole character thing, but she's got a language barrier. She can't control that. The 
the head of Triple H can't control that even. No. It's a barrier I get. She can't talk on the mic. That's not her fault, though. She makes up for it with Dakota and Bailey cutting promos. She doesn't need a mouthpiece, if you ask me. She, she's one of those characters where I refer to as... Because even, even if she didn't have a language barrier, she seems like she'd be a character that just wouldn't talk much. Mm-hmm. Would just go in and put on four or five-star matches every time she goes in. Because that's what she is. She's a four or five-star match machine. Just a pro wrestler. Yeah. She is a fantastic pro wrestler. She was somebody I knew nothing about when she returned at SummerSlam. She returned at SummerSlam last year. I seen everybody making a big deal about it, and I was like, oh, okay. Sure. She's probably good, but I don't know anything about her. Then I got to watching her, and I was like, oh, so she's a top ten wrestler in the world, huh? Yeah, and she has yeah. been for a while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's good. Doesn't, oh, come on now. She's one of the best in the world. All right, doing good. Um, yeah, I saw this story and it, it was almost my dummy moment this week. Um, so I'm happy that it was still brought up. I, I, I don't see any issue with EO. Um, she's, she's amazing in the ring. She's, she's fun to watch. Um, I love the ring gear. I love the entrance. I love the theme song. Like, I think, I think she has the it factor. Um, so I'm not quite sure where he's getting this from i usually i really like conan um so i don't like to speak negatively on him because i do i do genuinely um like some of his takes and and things like that but yeah this one was just kind of out there yeah yeah unwarranted too it was just out of nowhere it was just it was just very um yeah just out of the blue he's like fuck yo sky it's like oh Um, jeez so uh dylan dylan would you like to tell everyone what we're doing next week get us out of here it's the first arena show of the black and gold era. We will be reviewing NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, this took place at the Barclays Center. Um, it was the first time that TakeOver went out of full sale, and it was a lot of fun. So I uh, really look forward to rewatching this. Christian's in for a treat. Um, yeah, Celebration of Black and Gold continues next week. I get my favorite, favorite time. Oh, the podcast is going back and watching some black and gold. So I am very, very excited um, as we have some really cool stuff uh, on the way. But uh, anything else for you guys before we head out? No, I got some editing to do after you disappeared at one point. Yeah, I know. Well, but that's all right. It'll give you something. I, I got one thing. I'm very creative of this full-time opportunity, and I cannot wait to work with you guys down the road even more. Absolutely. Yeah, just wait till we get Dylan's mom and have a four. Uh, can't can't wait. Four person, uh, and then Nick Flame makes five. Yeah, dude, we're gonna have a whole panel. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> Nick uh, all right, but that is it from us. We will catch you guys next week as we're on the road to my show WWE Fastlane. So uh, Triple H, yep. you know what to do, and not you, Vince.